communicating with Lord. Why won't Director Lord keep his I.C. on? Atsila complained. It wasn't so much a question as a lament. He didn't expect everyone to live in the cloud the way he did, but he expected to be able to contact a superior any time, anywhere. Agent Waters, what is it? Granger called over. Atsila flicked a finger, passing the alert to Janet's I.C., He could have used his eyes to transfer the data. That angry snap was yet another outward show of the impatience he was feeling. Dear God, Janet said as she forwarded the news alert to the other agents. This is not acceptable, Etzila thought as he rose. Lord was old enough to have amassed a long list of achievements, and that deserved respect, but seniority did not entitle him to rogue behavior. Cherokee elders honored tribal tradition and instilled devotion among the young. Why can't he? I'm unplugging, Etzila said, using a snap of his eyes to clear his icy field of vision so he didn't run into anything. Keep on top of this, and contact me if there's an update. Will do, sir, Janet replied. As Etzila strode toward the door, his focus was already turned inward. Neuronic bursts blazed in the paraventricle nucleus of the hypothalamus and then he did something that Janet had not yet gotten used to. As Etzila moved, the nearly six-foot-tall pan-gender shifted into his dominant female gender. Etzila had found it useful, at times necessary, to make her way through Quantico and Hoover Commission primarily as a man. It was less of a distinction than being stared at, but her hourglass figure, strong cheekbones, and frank sexual allure made it easier to maneuver quickly through a group comprised predominantly of men. They seemed to back away like desert dust devils, no less silent and full of wind. The transition happened swiftly. The visual aspect of the change was controlled primarily by fluid redistribution, quick, sure, and delicate. Breasts and hips formed like blown glass. Etzila's biological sexual flip was achieved with the migration of reproductive organs that had been genetically engineered in the womb. The smart fabric of the FBI tunic adjusted. The switch was accomplished without Etzila breaking stride, though the dynamics of her walk shifted noticeably. None of the other three team members acted as if they'd witnessed anything. And why should they, Janet thought, as she turned back to her feeds? Space, after all, was the abode of miracles. Christine Cavanaugh never imagined she'd be disappointed by space. Since receiving the invitation to the ribbon-cutting on the Empyrean, she had tried to imagine the journey, had watched the live shuttle casts on her IC, Earth falling away, slowly revealing its rounded edge, her youthful ego shrinking as the cosmos loomed. The moon and stars, sharp-edged and brilliant, spiritual revelations bursting in her terrestrial brain, like World Unity Day fireworks. During the month of high anticipation, Christine hadn't read science treatises, but listened to her sim-eye read poetry. William Cullen Bryant seemed to capture her euphoria best in a paean to the planets when he wrote, Happy they born at this hour, for they shall see an age whiter and holier than the past. But the trip had not been what she'd seen or pictured, It had been a crush of noise, stale air delays, and human proximity that bordered on cow herding. And then, 
With other attendees, she was hustled from the ferry to the observation bubble in which the ceremony was to take place. Are you ready to hear a few dozen words in a dozen languages by a dozen speakers? asked the American colonel standing beside her. She nodded carefully, still unaccustomed to the lack of gravity. It will be gross upon gross, the man joked. The twenty-one-year-old chuckled, even though it wasn't funny. After working for two years as a professional companion in Washington, D.C., that reflex came naturally. Now, a little over an hour after landing and tidying up in the small guest room, she was at the cocktail party in a comparatively spacious salon. It could have been any hotel ballroom in any venue in the American capital on a starlit night, and Christine Cavanaugh was not only disappointed, she was bored. The speeches were over and the mingling marked the end of the ceremonial phase and the beginning of...